sure a lot of you watching are Monster Maze fans and watched this video last week, so let me try and get past this opening section fairly quickly. The Great Plateau is an amazing opening area to a Zelda game, completely changing our views on what an open world Zelda game's opening could be when compared to the more linear openings of old. It perfectly encapsulated exactly what you'd be doing for the entirety of the game, even when it comes to items and uh, dungeons, for better or for worse. <laughs> As it probably is for many of you, it's likely my favourite opening to any game ever. Despite not giving you too much story until later in the game, this is what a Zelda game opening feels like it should be. I should warn you, for a small section of the video here, there will be Breath of the Wild end credits section spoilers, but if you're here, it's likely that you've already finished the game and done all the memories and everything anyway, so here goes. The game ends with Zelda and Link looking over Hyrule, discussing how the world needs to be rebuilt after a century of ruin. It's kind of a one-sided conversation because of Link, but the point is... Something seems to be going on with Varuta and they're going over to check it out. Today I wanted to talk about where the story might have gone after the end credits finished and if we'll be going directly from that end credit scene or not. If you want even more Tears of the Kingdom content every single week, please make sure to subscribe since it helps out the channel to an unimaginable degree. Now that I've, hopefully, got you for the long haul, I want to start with a claim that could go bad the second you turn Tears of the Kingdom on for the first time. I do not think we will be starting from exactly where the last game ended off. I don't even think it's going to be in the same ballpark, but let me explain a few reasons why. First of all, and something that I think a lot of people cite when talking about this, it would be really weird if the E3 2019 trailer takes place somewhere in the middle of the game and Zelda has shorter hair, something that she didn't have during that end credit scene of Breath of the Wild. Another thing that throws a wrench into the works is that Tears of the Kingdom was initially supposed to be another DLC pack for Breath of the Wild, but they thought it best to expand it into a full game. So our first question would have to be, what would that DLC pack have been in the first place? We've all been so caught up in the sequel itself that the question of what the DLC pack could have been feels like it doesn't come into conversation much at all, because it physically couldn't have been this whole game. Was it adding some underground areas that could supposedly be in the next title, or was it something we 100% know about already, in the form of Sky Islands, or probably exploring a brand new civilization, or maybe it was directly after the story of Breath of the Wild? To be honest, I heavily doubt that last one, even though it makes the most sense in essence. While it makes sense to give more context to Varuta having problems, the DLC would likely still have to be done in the world before the ending of the game, since I can't imagine it opening up an entire post-game, since that would feel like a crazy thing to keep behind an expansion past paywall. But then that leaves the Skylands, the Underground, or some stuff we simply just don't know about just yet, which is entirely possible considering we seem to know very, very little. The Skylands would be easily placed into Breath of the Wild's world, but creating an entire new language and stuff for a final DLC seems unlikely to me, though the idea probably wasn't as fleshed out as that before. All of this to say, the fact that Tears of the Kingdom was DLC initially adds quite a lot to talk about, though that isn't all we're here to discuss today, so while I don't think it's very likely, it is very possible that Tears of the Kingdom will start with Zelda and Link going over to Varuta, then we might see Zelda's hair being cut or something in a montage, I don't know. Seems unlikely to me since this is a Zelda game and not the beginning of like a story game sequel or anything like that, but hey, it is definitely a possibility. Another possibility is the beginning of the game taking place with the 2019 trailer. I also can't really see this happening just down to it being a great big cutscene like this, 
But I do have another potential explanation to that, which leads us really nicely into speculating on the next game's opening, Great Plateau-like area. As we get closer to release, I think the memories of the Great Plateau are starting to flood back to everyone, because I started talking about this last week, then I saw a few more people make videos on the Plateau last week too, and my tiny bit of that video inspired me to make this video because this was the only week where I didn't really have a video planned before the end of February. And those memories are really good ones, exploring at your own pace, seeing a decrepit temple of time, exploring Mount Hylia and the woods, and just taking your sweet, sweet time. My only bad memory of the plateau was getting the glider and thinking, wait a minute, we aren't getting any more items, are we? <laughs> Apart from that memory, I only have sweet memories of my first romp through this plateau. And a lot of us want that experience again, if possible, and just as nice as it was the first time. The problem is, we've been wowed by Open World Zelda and the opening to the game once before, and it's going to be much harder to do that with a successor to the Great Plateau. I mean, you'd have to completely change everything, which is exactly what I believe is going to happen. Let's talk about the Great Plateau in the next game itself first though. I do not think it will serve as the game's tutorial section. It doesn't feel right to use the exact same place as the last game. There's always the chance that the plateau is changed in a very significant way, but even that wouldn't be enough for me personally, no matter how good it is. I don't mind it being changed and in the game, but I'd like something brand new for the tutorial area itself. More likely, but still unlikely, if we're exploring the underground as well, could be underneath the Great Plateau, but even as a speculator, I'm reaching to an uncomfortable degree with that, so I'll just shut it and say I do not think that the Great Plateau is going to be the tutorial in the next game in any way. Even if it's been dug out and it's now a giant underground divot, I just don't see it. Something that I think could happen though is the E3 2019 trailer being made into actual gameplay, or at least the aftermath of all of that stuff anyway. We know for sure that Ganondorf is going to be coming back to life for real this time, and is likely the culprit for living Hyrule Castle with Malice. We don't know whether or not that is going to take place right after the events of what happens in that cave or not, but I have a small theory on the cave as a whole, or more speculation as opposed to a theory since I have no evidence in actuality apart from little cutscenes. I could imagine the cutscene from 2019 being in the game, maybe as an opening cutscene, maybe not, who knows, because it would be weird to use an entire cutscene for a game, but I don't know. But you wake up at the bottom of the cave, bruised and injured, and seemingly with all of your hearts gone once again. Hmm, who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> And upon opening your eyes, you realise you're even deeper in the caves of Hyrule. There might be some little drawings on the walls or something of that nature that gives us just a little bit of a look at the backstory of this Ganondorf, just to give him more of a background than most of the big bads in the series. Something that you don't have to take in, but you probably will if you're watching this video. Plus, it might give us some clues as to which incarnation of Ganondorf this is if it's not a brand new one. There'll be a variety of at least some new enemies in there, along with darker looks at enemies from the previous games. Beefed up Bokoblins, Keith, stuff of that nature. A lot of people, including myself, seem to use the quote from Alnuma where he explained that the first trailer for the game was currently a little darker than Majora's Mask, or something of that effect. And while the rest of the game doesn't seem to be showing that so far, it wouldn't surprise me if the opening is going to be showing that more than anywhere else in the game. It shows the hero at his wit's end, with the princess maybe even torn away from him once again. It would be an even darker place for the hero to be in than the start of the last game, since in that game he didn't even know who he was. This cave would make for your Great Plateau area. It doesn't introduce you to shrine equivalents, it doesn't introduce you to the wide open world. 
Instead, it introduces you to things that are actually new to this game, rather than new to the last game. It introduces you to a new dungeon formula, or perhaps reintroduces the traditional dungeons, serving as an opening dungeon that doesn't have some of the stuff that later dungeons might have. I don't see it having stuff like a mini-boss and stuff like that, but maybe an item in the middle and maybe the inclusion of keys scattered throughout in places that actually make sense. Since we will have just acquired the hand by this point, maybe it'll have some puzzle uses, or maybe it won't. Honestly, I don't know. Upon reaching the end of the dungeon, you start to realise that the walls around you are becoming more red, and the enemies are becoming at least slightly harder. This leads us into the first boss fight of the game, with the name The Corpse of Ganondorf, or something to that effect, giving us a little look at how the Demon King could work in this format. Upon reaching low health after having a similar boss fight to Puppet Ganon and others like that, but with some little minor variations, playing a game of tennis back and forth at one another and stuff, the hero tries to attack the corpse with his Master Sword. Ganondorf hangs onto the sword and the blade seemingly melts away in his hand, laying waste to a sword that's only destroyed the Demon King's past incarnations. After using all of his power, Ganondorf retreats, knowing that he's done himself a great favour and starts to conquer the world above, starting with Hyrule Castle. Link walks on, wounded, but still holding his courage, and notices something otherworldly, something leaning on the wall, which is actually the flying thing we see at the end of the last name reveal trailer. Link touches the object with his newly infected arm and falls on the ground, fainting. Past this, maybe it has some signal to the civilization of the world above or something? Honestly, I'm not so sure on this either. <laughs> like I said, it is just speculation. But the next shot we see is the shot of the arm lying on the table seen in the 2021 trailer for the game. Maybe we have someone talk to us before walking out of the door seen at the start of the gameplay sections of that name reveal, opening up the sky. This is by far my coolest idea for the opening of Tears of the Kingdom. I want to add though, we actually have the vials added in the name reveal trailer attached to our belt as we leave that potential first big door. As we've seen through cover art and the game itself now, it seems to hold eight potential tears or whatever they are. But in my little speculation piece on the opening, I think you can wake up to someone examining your arm and explaining its origins before telling you how to save the kingdom, leaving you with the vials and leaving you to begin your adventure in Tears of the Kingdom. There are many ways that Tears of the Kingdom could open up, whether it be through the sky, or maybe the underground isn't in the game. And this is only my own speculation piece, so please give your ideal openings to Tears of the Kingdom in the comments. I'd love to see your theories. Subscribe for more content on the lead up to Tears of the Kingdom's release, since every week until the next trailer is going to be themed around this game now, and like the video if you enjoyed it. Thank you all to my amazing Patreon supporters and members, with an extra special thank you to Sumji and Jared Whedon as usual. Thank you all so much for watching, and I'll see you next week. Please do stay safe.